Any PGA Tour golfer will tell you that one of the keys to winning is having the right roster, as in having the right team around you. And it is no different finding great talent for your business. You've got to be able to have the right team in place, and you can't find the best candidates by posting your job to just one site. You need to be able to post your jobs to all the top sites, and you can do that at ZipRecruiter.com. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches you to the right people for your position. You can now go and try out this incredible dashboard for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Once again, try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Back here on the First Cut Podcast, we are back here at the palatial patterson studios everyone's back we are settled we've got to talk about kevin kisner and uh and the dean and deluca win big second pga tour win for kisner a player that we have talked about a lot here on the podcast but kyle porter the namesake of this first cut with kyle porter podcast here on cbs sports kyle we are we're we're kind of filled with a little bit of sadness right now Um, we are I, yeah. I do like the name Palatial Patterson Studios. So. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that on the, like, you touch it like the Notre Dame uh, sign over the, like, going onto the field? If I get another, uh, if I get a third podcast for CBS Sports <laughs> that I have to host here, I think you need to have three. It's, it's kind of like how many championships do you need before you can really put them all out in yeah. the trophy case? So I, I need, <laughs> I need to get, I've already got the college football and the golf. So, Maybe if uh, maybe if I take on the uh, the NASCAR podcast or something like that, then I was going to say horse racing. That'd be perfect. Oh man, that's I don't know if I've got the uh, I don't know if I've got the 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 crossover for that. The season (laughs) (laughs) season doesn't work well for me. But um, you know we are we are filled with sadness, Kyle, uh, because I I mean I'm an unabashed Tiger Woods fan, and uh, there's he's Tiger Woods um, on. Late sat or late Sunday, early Monday morning, uh, news breaks. Uh, he has been charged driving under the influence. Uh, details. We are recording this here on Tuesday, May thirtieth. Details are still continuing to come out, Kyle. Um, but you know, we've got uh, the police report shows breathalyzer of zero point zeros. Um, we've got a statement from Tiger Woods. Uh, which puts some of the blame on an unexpected reaction to medication. Uh, this is a, an athlete who's undergone a lot of surgeries. Probably, um, you know, I don't. I don't want to dive too much into uh, piecing apart the what happened to him on that night. But the it's it's led to a lot of different reactions from you know passionate golf fans and from casual sports fans. Uh, Tiger Woods getting in trouble with the mugshot that has been cycled widely. It it brings out a it brings out some interesting takes. Yeah, it does. And you know, my, my reaction to the entire thing is just that it sucks. You know, it it is, uh, who knows what, what is going on behind the scenes or we kind of have to take Tiger at his word from the beginning, you know, like what, what else are you, what else are you supposed to do at this point? Um, I don't know if this will, continue to be strung out over the next month or years the way that um, the 2009 revelation was with the last time he got in into an incident in his car um, or if it'll just be uh, if this will be the end of it you know and only time will tell that but 
I was thinking about this today. I think that my reaction to this is that Tiger Woods for his entire career, the last 20 plus years, everything he's done both on and off the course have driven me back to the golf. And and what I mean by that is him playing at the level that he did, which is preposterous and absurd. It always drove me to want to watch and uh, think about and participate in golf. Everything that he's done off the course <laughs> has indirectly made me want to watch and think about and participate in golf because nothing that he's really done off the course that has received a lot of attention has been good. And I, I don't you obviously have to cover it because it's news and because it's a big story. But he- hearing this on Monday, it just like one of the first things I thought was, when does the memorial start? Like, I just want to get to the memorial. So yeah. they, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, um, it, it's just a bummer. Like it just, it just, it, it just bums me out that, um, that this is part of his story and that it is something that, uh, that has to be covered on May 24th. On May 24th, he says, I feel as well as I felt. And then he comes back less than a week later and we've got like it's the 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 jerk and, you know, the getting jerked back and forth trying to follow this. You know, that I've, I've got some friends who, who have constantly joked the like they, they are sort of clowning me anytime that I've gotten excited about the right. way that Tiger Woods has been playing. And again, we're talking about uh, Tiger Woods, the golfer who not you know less than 5 years ago was still winning go- golf tournaments um you know th- there was like hey hey chip what's the tiger back a meter looking like right now and you know <laughs> like the, you would have these moments like oh here we go here we go and then you get the headline and you know on May 24th tiger's feeling good it was like oh man i think that we've even set like will tiger win again and you know i think right, on, on right. that over under i'm always taking the over because i want tiger to win again so badly like does does this at all because really you know tiger woods and his team his you know very well staffed team will have a plan for how to move forward both professionally and personally and all the other things but you know does this at all impact where we were with tiger woods in terms of him trying to get back to playing golf on the pga tour yeah it's a good question i i don't I don't think it does at face value. Again, like other stuff could come out. It does f- feel like I was talking to somebody about this. It feels like there is uh, possibly another shoe that could drop at, at some point. It, there, there's something that feels uh, weird about this story. Now, that might be just me overreacting in the moment or whatever. Um, but if this is all there is to it, then no, I, I don't think so just because for a couple of reasons one tiger's return to golf is still a long way away it's not like it's happening you know next week at the at the saint jude and so anything in in the present day that, that we're experiencing is not going to affect i don't think him potentially returning to golf 17 months from now or whatever um but then also like if you, if you connect the dots at face value it is Tiger taking prescription medication after undergoing a spinal fusion surgery. Uh, that that does not. Uh, a lot of people have been, you know, just spewing takes on Twitter. That doesn't really scream to me like there are long term issues with Tiger Woods. There might be. 
I, who, who knows? But I, I just I can't get super excited about. I know the mugshot was dramatic and all these different things, but I just I, I can't get. I don't know. I can't get super worked up about it uh, in in the in the moment. Yeah, I've I've got uh, I've got I've got the belief still, and it might be a blind belief that I am admitting could be con- like totally biased because of just being a fan of this golfer who I would like to see uh, even be able to just string together competitive rounds and just get in the mix. I, I you know, call it nostalgia or whatever, but. I I tend to think that the health as in like his physical health and his body is probably uh, more of an issue here. Uh, the like whatever like, whatever you want to talk about about decision making or any of the off-field stuff, I am a little bit nervous about the other shoe, uh, especially because man, he's always doing this on holidays. Yes. Thanks, Tiger. God. You know but to me, this is this is a this is an Occam's razor situation. So Occam's razor is the 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 thing that is most likely to be correct, or, or the most likely scenario is probably, or, or the scenario with the least um, re- resistance, with the least basically the 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 what makes sense is probably the, true. Yeah, the anti-conspiracy theory is probably true, and to me, right now, it's just he just had surgery and took the wrong or too much medication and fell asleep at the wheel. Now there are, um, there are a few red flags, like <laughs> middle of the night, 3am, you know, just a variety of things that, that kind of raise a few eyebrows, but, uh, and I'm not going to say that this like happens to everyone who just had surgery. Um, and like you said, like there's there's some decision making questions here, more, maybe more than anything. Um, but Occam's Razor says that maybe he took too much medication after because his back hurts a lot after spinal fusion surgery and ended up asleep at the wheel. You know, and, right. and so if that's true and and this is a one off thing. Now, I think there is some concern that like Tiger's got a weird life, right? Like he doesn't have and and I've heard Rory McIlroy talk about this like that he doesn't desire Tiger's life because he's so famous and he's so like isolated that he he just he doesn't have a lot of room to like stretch his legs and move around and go out with friends and hang out and blow off steam. Like he's just feels like he's isolated a lot and some of that has been personal choice but a lot of it has just kind of been the result of an unintended consequence of his career and so I think there's a little bit of of worry there that he's very isolated and and probably a little bit lonely to be honest you know and and I think that's part of why he wants to get back out on tour so I think there's some concern there and in a variety of ways but um yeah I mean I'm I'm hopeful that it's a one-off thing that doesn't happen again that doesn't keep him from um, you know, being a dad and, and, and working on his foundation and hopefully eventually returning to professional golf. No doubt. Driving us back to the golf. I like that. Just, yeah. the, just like the, the, every, every development there, you know, cause the, the, the parachuting in of, uh, of, of jokes and takes like, I got it. Like I've got friends that made some pretty good jokes that have kind of made me chuckle, but then like, <laughs> Then the police report comes out, you know, and it's like, well, you know, you thought it was and it wasn't. So disappear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not love the, you know, I was talking to my friend, uh, well, he was on this podcast, Brennan Porath about this. And he was like, I just don't, 
it, 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 I, I just hate all of the takes. Like they're they're all even the funny ones suck. You know, yeah. basically like <laughs> even the ones that are funny just and and I get it. Like the mugshot is atrocious and like it, it's um, Tiger like LeBron and like um, Tom Brady. He's just he's he's in a lot of ways easy to make fun of because he's such a public figure. Um, but it's just tiring. It's just like, it's even if it's funny, it's not funny. Right. It's, uh, the, he crosses the, he crosses over the zeitgeist or whatever in so many ways that everyone thinks they can get in on it. And then when everyone gets in on it, the bar just lowers, just drops at lightning speed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's drive back to the golf. Uh, before that, I want to read, the, since I butchered it earlier, the Occam's razor definition is among competing hypotheses, the one with the fewest assumptions should, should be selected. So the there one, you go. The one with the few, the whatever is the thing that we know the most about. Yes. Correct. Correct. All right. Well, it, t- yeah. basically the anti-conspiracy uh, theories uh, of the world. Okay. So. Well, Tiger's going to have a, uh, a long, a long road ahead of uh, a lot of different meetings and a lot of different decisions to make in terms of uh, how to move forward because he is such a public figure. And that's where he's going to need to make sure that he has a good team. And listen, finding great talent for your business is no different than trying to assemble your team. And you can find all the best candidates for your business by posting your job on just one site. You know, you need to be able to post it to all the top job sites, but you can do it with just one with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. See, that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted to ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. So no more juggling emails. No more juggling calls. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Um, we got to go back to the golf. Yeah, let's let's drive it back to the golf. Let's go. Let's let's go back to uh, Colonial Dean and Deluca. Uh, we've got the first of all, great Sunday, right? Oh, it was it was awesome. I love Colonial, and it it produced a just an awesome Sunday afternoon. We had uh, the the hot names were in the mix. We had uh, Jordan Spieth. We had John Rahm, who's been absolutely lights out. You know, more on him in a little bit. Webb Simpson played really well at the start, was the leader going into Sunday. And Kevin Kisner, who has just been like nipping around at getting his second PGA Tour W uh, in the mix as well. Uh, so Kevin Kisner gets the win, holds off from a playoff. The the one note that you made um, already is just because Colonial – uh, really requires just like solid shot making. Just getting to have all these different players of all these different styles going at it on Sunday was pretty awesome. What'd you see from Kevin Kisner as he was able to surge ahead, hold off uh, the rest of the guys for a playoff and get the win? 
Well, he's, uh, I I can't remember. I think he finished like third or fourth in strokes gain tee to green on the week, which is no surprise at Colonial. I mean, you you don't have to be, you don't have to be super long off the tee, but you do have to be really creative and good um, with your, with your iron play. And then when you get in trouble, like he did on Sunday, even on 18 on the last hole, you got to get up and down. And I, I just thought that was, I thought his, his up and down on 18 was spectacular given the situation, given that he knows if he doesn't get up and down, he's looking at a playoff with uh, John Rahm and Jordan Spieth, which doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Right. And um, and and given the, the shot, I mean, he, he was kind of in jail a little bit behind the green. He didn't have a he didn't have a real good you know line look at the at the hole, um, but he was able to to get to get it up and down from there. And I, I just you know, it's not the sexiest way to win. You don't get to, you know, make a birdie at the last and fist pump it or whatever, but it was really solid and good for him. You know, he hasn't won a, a non-fault. This is only a second win, and, and we've talked about him. The two guys that we talk about, him and Paul Casey, were in the mix on Sunday. Um, and and just to get a win like that over the guys that he got it on was uh, I, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, didn't he say uh, either in the press comments or in the interview like it's like yeah beating beating Jordan Spieth is pretty pretty good. <laughs> like, like like he said something along the lines of like uh, I like the kid, but yeah, it's really nice to beat him. Like, yeah. like you've got to imagine how many times. You know that Kevin Kisner's like been in the hunt, probably you know seeing Jordan Spieth up there. Some of those yeah. times, Jordan Spieth's probably gotten the win, and and Kisner's just been just a couple strokes here and there, beating himself up. So getting getting that W, he got uh, some some good work out of his chipping game. Um, it felt like this was a, a cool story for him, given like you said the the sort of build up to this moment. So my question for you is. Rest of the season, rest of the season over under 0.5 wins for Kevin Kisner. Mm, that's a that's a really good one because you, you know I don't I don't I haven't looked at the President's Cup standings. I think there's a there's a decent chance he could be he could play his way onto that team. He's a guy. We talk about these guys a lot that are kind of middle tier guys that you know can he emerge into that Matt Kuchar, Brant Snedeker type tier? I, I don't think he's going to get all the way to like a speed or a DJ. Um, but I could I could see him being a little bit below that, you know, which still um, which still has you playing for Team USA in President yep. Cups and Ryder Cups. Yeah, in in a lot of them, uh, if not if not all of them, uh, he's still pretty young. I, I can't I think he's thirty one or thirty two, something like that. But um, I'll say I'll say over. I, I think I think Kisner will win again. He's got guy. He's got like five or six top 10 so far this year, I think. Um, and he, and he just, he's, he's always up there. So yeah, I'll say, I'll say he wins another PGA tour event this year. Five top tens now surging up to number seven in the FedEx cup, yeah. uh, 33 years old and he's a bulldog. Go dogs. <laughs> just, just part of the, uh, the Georgia golf mafia for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I like it. I think he'll, he'll catch, uh, He'll catch another because wasn't he in the mix in at Harbortown? Uh, he, I think he was. Obviously at, at Zurich, um, there was one other recently. Uh, I can't remember. He's also uh, fourth in the Presidents Cup standings. How about that? Wow. So he goes DJ. So top twelve: DJ Spieth, JT, then Kisner, Fowler, 
Uh, Kevin Chapel is sixth. Wow. Uh, Patrick Reed, Brooks Kepka, Berger, Brian Harmon, Snedeker, uh, Ryan Moore. So does Kevin Chapel take the Kevin Kisner spot with uh, aside Paul Casey now? <laughs> like we've got to slide them over in like the uh, like, well, like he got his number. Uh, Kevin Kisner's got his number called by the golf gods to get that W. And now here comes Kevin Chapel. Yeah, I like both of those guys a lot, you know, and it, it will be interesting because they're both they're, they're so, they really are sort of in that Kutcher Snedeker mold of probably going to win, you know, a handful of times on the PGA Tour, but not probably not majors and and not like I don't know you don't you don't like and I said this last week but you don't look at them going into a week and you're like yeah that dude's definitely <laughs> winning this week um who was it didn't you uh who'd you have as your pick going into uh the colonial uh I don't even remember I had uh oh, let me let me look it up the Kisner like I nobody I don't think anybody had Kisner as the the straight up winner, he might have been a, uh, a top ten lock. Yeah, I had uh, I had Spieth top ten lock and uh, Duffner as my winner. Mm. I don't even know where he finished. And then my sleeper was Wesley Bryan. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Jordan Spieth, three over after his first twenty three holes. Uh, then ran off four birdies in five holes, made the cut on Friday, and just had a pretty strong finish, uh, tied for second. Again, uh, a spot where he has been very, very strong. Uh, he was able to rally back here. I feel like the vibes are good for Jordan Spieth coming off this T2 finish. Yeah, get just people need to get out of here with their Spieth takes. Mm. Like, just get, get all the way out of Could here. Could you imagine like, what would have happened if he had missed another cut? Yeah, uh, I, know. I mean, what? just just throwing a that's like throwing a can of hairspray into a bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the thing about him and, and I think this will um, I think it'll start to play out a little more in the way he schedules over the rest of his career. And, and th- this is hard for him. Like he just comes to these courses that he doesn't play well. TPC Sawgrass doesn't play well. Uh, TPC Four Seasons where, where the Byron Nelson is doesn't play well now. The problem for him is you can't skip the Players Championship, and you're not gonna skip the, the Byron Nelson because he's kind of the de facto host of it. So he's kind of forced into these tournaments that he doesn't play the courses very well. And then when you see him on courses where he's comfortable, like Colonial, uh, he almost wins. Now I'm not saying Jordan Spieth's having a great season or a season like he had in 2015. That, that's not that's not you know, at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the drop off is not as dramatic as people think it is. You know, he goes back to the, to the old putter this week and, uh, and played just awesome on the weekend. Like he, like sometimes when he's standing over shots, I, I, when he's a little out of sync, I don't feel that confident. I felt so confident every time he had a, you know, 128 yard wedge shot on, on Saturday and Sunday, he was just, he was locked in and yeah, he didn't win, but um, you give yourself enough of those chances in, in tournaments like that, and, and you're going to keep stacking up wins like he's done for the past four and a half years. The 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 feeling with Spieth going in as we're like now counting down uh, towards the U.S. Open um, up at Aaron Hills, like is is he he is in a position right now where you feel comfortable putting him in that top class of contenders? Where you're like, yep, if the best player is going to win. He should be right there in the mix. Yeah, I think so. I, tell me what you think about this. I, I've said for since Chambers Bay that Spieth is built 
more like uh, like just the type of type of golfer he is. He's built to win more U.S. Opens than he is Masters. Now he's got he's got one of each. Uh, doesn't have PGA or, or British Open yet. I, I guess my question to you is: I'm curious, which major do you think Jordan Spieth will win the most of over the course of his career? Mm. U.S. Open, he'll win the most of. I, I agree. Like he, yeah. he's he's so mentally engaged and tough. Now you've seen some some fragility there. Like there are times when you're like, is he mentally tough? But <laughs> I think I think over the course of fifteen or twenty years, I, I really think that that is going to be one of his strengths. Oh come on, ball! <laughs> come on, ball! <laughs> He hasn't. He hasn't quite adopted the tiger. Uh, one yard, just one yard. Oh man, that's great. That's is that saucy? That seems saucy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, right now, uh, odds to win the U.S. Open. DJ at number one. Spieth right there at number two. And like, you know, if if he had not knocked all those balls in the water on twelve, thanks, Kyle. Then uh, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe. Like, if he had won that Masters instead of Danny Willett then I might have picked Masters. But I guess that's how weird golf is, you know? Yeah, I know. And and that's the thing. Like his record, I, I don't off the top of my head know what his US Open record is. I think he he was like top AM in 2012 when when uh, Webb won it out at uh, Olympic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – and then obviously he won at Chambers Bay. I, I can't remember the others that he's – uh, how well he's played, but his finishes at the masters have been just outrageous. And so I think it's easy to look at the masters and be like, yeah, he'll have the most, he'll, he'll win the most masters of any major. But I, I still would, if you gave me cause you could get good odds on it. I, I would bet on us open over the course of his career. He's so solid and the U S open changes every time. And I think that's what makes me think that he will consistently be in the mix. And then by virtue of, you know, the way these things and the way these tournaments, especially the U.S. Open, play out. Like, I mean, like, the the, the Chambers Bay win came via somebody else, DJ's missed butt, but yep. nobody says that. Like, you know, nobody goes back to that now and puts an asterisk by it. Like, Jordan Spieth can win a lot of U.S. Opens by somebody else uh, messing up just because he's, he's just going to yeah. be there. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of that, I was thinking about this. If DJ makes that putt or, or, you know, they get into a playoff and DJ wins it, DJ's got 17 wins and two majors right now. That's a lot. I mean, that's a that's a whole lot. Uh, I'm picking DJ to win Aaron Hills. I, I just, I mean, of course, I might pick John Rahm after what I saw at freaking Colonial. Yeah, all right. So let's 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 talk about that because I was is is John Rahm little DJ? He's unbelievable. He he is. So I went back. I, I've got a column coming out today on on Tuesday about just his rise into the top ten. I mean, Justin Ray tweeted this. He was he finished T three at the NCAA's one year ago, twelve right. months ago, fifty two weeks ago. He was playing in the NCAA championships, um, and he and now he's number eight in the world. <laughs> fifty two weeks. He's yeah. number eight in the world. He he went uh, so the back nine on on Sunday at Colonial. He average so there was four, i think he hit driver five times and he averaged 321 off the tee he had one drive and a lot of those were into the win he had one drive of six, 363 and then <laughs> and then he hit shots like he hit at 17 on sunday where he's he's in jail behind a tree and he, he lines up 50 yards to the left of where the pin is 
And not only does he does he cut it back towards the pin, he works it around a bunker that he I mean, it was impossible. You know, if you if you cut it too much, you're going in the bunker and he hits it about three yards off this bunker makes and makes birdie. It, it was unbelievable. Like you're not supposed to be able to hit that shot. And you're definitely not supposed to be able to hit that shot if you're averaging 321 yards off the tee. And if you bought into one of the storylines going into the tournament, it's that because it wasn't a particularly long course, like some of these advantages that he gets by bombing at 340 weren't necessarily going to be there, but he didn't care. He was like, nah, no, I got this. I'm just, I'm going to pipe this right now. Well, and, and, and the guy that he that he mentioned and I thought this was really smart was he was like it's not like Adam Scott's real short off the tee you know and and Adam Scott won there in 2014 so he's a guy who and and I wrote this in my column but he he combines this sort of old school like shot shaping ability like a Sergio like a Seve honestly and I'm too young to like have watched Seve in his prime but just from watching highlights and then he combines that with this this new school power where and I still don't know how he does he only takes the driver back like three quarters of the way and he just murders the ball it's (laughs) it's unbelievable And, and and I really think that he's a guy who doesn't have a course that he can't play. I, I really don't. If, and that's where, like, if you're if you're looking at these future U.S. Open odds, like, John Rahm's just way much, a lot better value than Dustin Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Because you you can probably get him at seventeen to one or thirteen to one or whatever. Um, and he, I mean, he's got as good a shot as as anybody, and and maybe even as much as DJ. Um, Webb Simpson was leading after three rounds going into Sunday, needed two under to win and just, man, frustrating ended up with a depart train down the, uh, down the stretch that left him finishing solo fifth place. Uh, good tournament for him. Otherwise it just, uh, you know, stinks to, to go in and, and end up sort of behind that big cluster, just not being able to get some scores, uh, down the stretch when he needed yeah, it was. You know, he, last year was the first year that he's finished outside the top 50 in the FedEx since he won the U.S. Open, and uh, he finished 84th. So it wasn't, I mean, by his standards, it, it wasn't really a great year. Uh, but he's bounced back this year. You know, he's had a good year. He played well at Phoenix. I don't know what he is in the FedEx right now. Uh, I think he's probably top 20 or something like that. Uh, obviously played well at at Colonial and just had I don't know he just it, he was a little off on Sunday his his driver did not seem to I didn't look at his at his stats I watched most of his round but his driver uh, just it just didn't seem to be on point and and when you're when you're missing fairways there you get you get into situations where it, it's it's hard to save par and sometimes even to save bogey because you're behind trees and you got to hit these cuts and these these draws around you know i mean it's it's hard it's a it's a hard place to to play and we saw that only one guy gets to double digits under par over four rounds um but i think webb should be encouraged uh, you know his putting was was good uh until sunday uh he just had um he was just a little off on sunday i mean i i just think i don't think it's He's now two for five, I think, with 54-hole leads on the PGA Tour. So that's a, I think that's about average. I think the Tour average is around 
40%, 35%, something like that in terms of, of holding a 54 hole lead. So I don't, I don't think there's a ton to draw from him other than he should be encouraged for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, two top tens on the year waste management to Dean and DeLuca being the next best at five T 11 at the RBC heritage, uh, T 16 at the players championship. It'll, uh, he's, he'll, this will this will be a, an interesting stretch down the uh, down the rest next little stretch because the season's winding down. Yeah, and well, and he's also got uh, PGA at Quail Hollow, which you know he'll be fired up for. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he's not on this. I don't. He's not even in the top twenty-five on this Presidents Cup list. But uh, really, I mean, it's just for him. You you got to be looking at it as sort of a bounce back year from from two thousand sixteen. No doubt. All right, we got Jack's tournament, the first Northern trip on the uh, the PGA Tour season coming up. So make sure that you subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Subscribers get the episodes first. Kyle, thanks so much. Absolutely.